I'm Callie Rohde, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm finally hanging out in person with Callie Rohde. How are you? Like, I can't believe it's been like two years, but it feels like it's been a lot longer. I know. It's crazy. Finally in real life, though. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Seriously. Now you get to see like my actual excitement on your, yeah. about your music. I feel like it didn't portray properly on Zoom, but uh, I'm super excited for the new single, um, The Girl Who Cried Love. And first of all, before we really dive in and talk about the production of it, like this is a big evolution. Like this song sounds a lot fuller than your previous material. material. And it just sounds like a bigger production. Um, did you, what did you change up this time around as far as production goes for this track? Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, there was a lot of changes. Um, I think I've always kind of been like dipping my toe into the pop punk genre. And I even have reservations saying that, but like punk inspired pop, I guess you could say, cause people are so like, precious about that term. But um, I don't know. I think during the a lot of people reverted back to things that they think made them comfortable, right. like you know, what they liked growing up. And I think for a lot of people, it was like that genre of music, myself included. And I just started doing pop punk versions of songs on TikTok and started getting a good response. Mm. And I was like, wait, is this cool again? Can I do this? I, I don't know why I never went full in. Um, I was always, the last song I put out, um, or one of the last songs I put out was called Blink-182 and You that we talked about. Right. And that was me trying. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're getting there. Um, but now, yeah, this is my first um, head first dive into that world. And I'm super excited. Would you say this is who Callie is? Definitely, yeah. definitely. And it's really funny because when I first moved to Nashville, I made this um, basically wannabe Paramore EP and it's what got me my first publishing deal and looking back, I'm like, why did I ever stray away from yeah. um, that side of me? Um, the girl who plays guitar on stage and belts and I don't know, for a while, you know, mumble singing was cool and um, more reserved ways of singing and yeah. I, I don't know I think now the world is ready for what I've always wanted to do <laughs> and aside from the production like the thing that really like another thing that I really loved about this track is that you belted um, and that was incredible because you have an amazing like you know how to control your voice and I feel like it that's that's a hard thing to do so like talk to me a little bit about like that process like is this something that you you had in mind already as you were writing the song or is this something that kind of happened once you guys started to record the track definitely I went in with the intention for this project like I want to belt because you know I came from the Nashville writing community where it was all very lyric driven which I love and that's the type of writer I am but melodies I would write melodies around lyrics um, and this is one of the first times we had like a concept, but we kind of started with the melody first yeah. to be able to show that side of me. Right. So it was definitely a totally different way of making a song. And how did that kind of challenge you as far as the writing process goes? Um, just because you also kind of changed the way that you wrote for this track mm -hmm. and you can hear it with the lyrics. So it's like, how did that impact the final product? Uh, 
final product of what we hear today? Yeah, I think it, I don't know. It was also one of the only songs that I didn't edit. I always over edit. And um, we actually added the second half of the first verse wasn't originally in the song. Mm. Um, but I wrote it with um, this amazing artist and writer, Marissa Mayno and my friend Max Wynick. We actually wrote it over Zoom too, which like was a whole other wow. challenge. I was with Max in the room and we were Zooming with Marissa in Nashville. Um, but I think there's something about the final product being like what it originally was the day of. We obviously re-recorded vocals and instruments, but right. the song itself, um, like the day of magic was something I never really believed in, but this was like one of the first songs that was truly like that. <laughs> That's cool. Like it, it's it's cool because it, it sounds like the entire process was like new experiences for this for this song in particular. Um, now, as far as production goes, like who did you work with as far as the producer goes, and how do they kind of help you step out of that comfort zone from your previous material? Well, what's so crazy? So um, I I did a lot of this project um, with this guy Max Weinick, who's awesome, totally underrated producer here in LA. And um, we did like 30 songs before this and really like got into, a, like we made the sound together and really were honing in on it. And we were kind of like, we're done, we did it. And then I've always wanted to work with Marissa because I think um, her project is insane and I would just listen to her songs and be like I know I would write something really good with this girl and when it finally happened we're like all right let's just do one more session before we start like releasing music and it was this song um so I don't know it's definitely crazy he's so good at like taking my influences like Paramore and mm -hmm. Fallout Boy and um also the poppier side and making it something that sounds like me <laughs> um because there's program drums there but there's also live sounding drums yeah. and it just kind of took on a life of its own with him at the wheel like <laughs> mostly him <laughs> more so than me i'm like i love it it sounds great <laughs> uh, but yeah i just wanted it to sound like something new and fresh and because i'm not a band so um, I didn't want it to sound too bandy because yeah. that's in this genre as like a whole nother right. hurdle um, to sound like your own artist because a lot of it's already been done. So making it sound fresh and new is um, a challenge. But I think we did. I think we did OK. I so. think you nailed it. I think you really nailed it. And I I love that. It's you know, again, it's like it's a new it's a new sound, it's kind of you discovering who you are as an artist. Um, what was it about this song that spoke to you that you felt like was the, the one to release now as like, th hey, this is my new, like my reintroduction? I think the concept itself, um, The Girl Who Cried Love, sets up every song that I've written to release like for this project um, because all the songs are love songs or breakup songs yeah. or I hate you songs and they all kind of fall under the same umbrella of like you know the song is about a girl <laughs> who um has said I love you to so many of the wrong people in her life when she didn't really mean it that when she actually does fall in love 
and mean it, no one believes her. And that's kind of where I was at in my life, like serial dating people in high school. Like I posted this song and like my friends from high school were like, wonder who the girl is. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I guess this is sweet. Um, But yeah. <laughs> so I mean that's a, that's a that's a new level of vulnerability for you. Like is that something that naturally happened for you when you were writing it and even recording it in the studio or did you kind of had to did you find yourself holding back a few times because it's like this is like true to me right now? Yeah, I think um it it was different because it's written um in the third person not in the there's like I think a little part like I see me in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only part that like gives it away of yeah. like writing about yourself because it could be about a friend or like sure. whatever. But, um, but you knew it was about you. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely tapping into that. It was fun because it was like I was reminiscing on some of those like, how did I think I loved that person? Then we all have that from like high school or whatever yeah. when um, we're like we didn't even know what that word meant. Um, but all the songs that I've written for this project I feel like everyone goes a little bit deeper and this one just sets it all up yeah now you keep saying project what is this project are, are we are we expecting are we expecting a body of work and you know obviously we got to tease the fans we, well we don't have to tell them what it is but like I'm excited about this because I love listening to your singles but I always want more so the fact that you're working on something I'm super excited about it thank you I think the previous singles that I had released um, were kind of me just throwing things out there and seeing what sticks and experimenting with who I was as an artist. And now that I've found that sound, every artist is always talking about their sound. And I feel like now that I've really honed in on that and have all these songs that fit under that umbrella. um, I don't know, like definitely an EP, but I have so many songs. It could like very well be an album just... Um, kind of depends on the rollout, maybe two EPs. There's a lot of songs, a lot. Okay, definitely so a body of work, though. Yeah, um, definitely a body of work. There's a lot in the work. So uh, if you guys are already hooked on this song, like there's definitely more to to expect. Pretty. I mean, I don't know about soon, but to expect. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm done waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> so as far as experimentation, like I love that these last couple of years, like, um, allowed us to kind of step out of our comfort zones and be more creative and kind of be more us less about what other people cared about and wanted um i feel like you use that time to experiment on tiktok which has really like gained your audience but what kind of impact did that have on this new music today like do you feel like tiktok was a big um way of kind of figuring out who you really are as an artist Definitely. It just more so it just reminded me of who I was and that being your authentic self is always what's going to win. And I think for so long I was making songs that I thought people wanted to hear rather than just doing what I actually was feeling and what I wanted it to sound like. Um, But it yeah, TikTok has been incredible. (laughs) Like it definitely it's everything to do with the music I'm making now and the people I've gotten to connect with over TikTok um, has made the biggest, the biggest difference. Now, I love your cover of Driver's License. (laughs) And if you go on your Spotify, it's gotten some insane traffic. Crazy, all organic. Like, it was not on a single, like, 
editorial playlist or anything. Yeah. Just TikTok, which wild to me, blows That's my mind. I, but yeah, I love that cover and I think I kind of like it more than the original. Um, maybe because I am a pop punk kid at heart and that was the vibe that I got, but recreating that and kind of making it your own, like what was that process like for you? That was so wild. So I remember, um, right when started, I was like, I need something to do with my time. I don't, I don't know what. So I downloaded TikTok like a lot of people did and I tried like dancing and I quickly realized like, nope, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> this is why I should not do full on pop music as well. Um, and I started just kind of scrolling through um, and I found this guy who was doing pop punk like karaoke instrumentals mm -hmm. and it was like sing. And so I had like, you know, the mic on your headphones and I was singing. I remember those days. Yeah. That's so weird. Like I'm, I'm picturing yeah. it right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, still do a lot of videos with that thing. Um, and I don't know. I just, it was a Paramore song, I think. And he was like, Hey, like, I like your voice. And we started following each other and, um, his name is Ricky Jab and his page started taking off and, um, we just started collabing on um, various pop punk versions of songs. He lives in Philadelphia. I live in LA. And so it was just all sending files to each other and like split screening the video. And, um, he did a version with Olivia's voice of just like the pop punk, the instrumental, mm -hmm. um, to driver's license. And he was like looking for a female vocalist. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. I have to. So I like sent him, I like berated him on like Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, like everything, just being like, please let me sing it. And finally he hit me back and he was like, oh, I actually DM'd you on TikTok. Like, it's totally yours if you want to do it. Nice. And I was like, I didn't even know you could DM on TikTok. I'm like, how, like Googling how to DM. Like, well, I, I'm glad I didn't DM you. I didn't know how to, <laughs> I did not know how to use TikTok at this point. Yeah. And um, then Ben, Ben Carey, the drummer from Arkansas, I'm pretty sure um, he added some drums to it. So like just three different cities. None of us had ever met in person. So and we just made, and like I did not think anything of it. Like I just loved what they did with the song and I loved the song. And I was like, I think I could put my own spin on this. And yeah, shows the power of the app for yeah, sure. Seriously. Now, I don't know how to ask this question. Are you the only artist releasing music? Or like, are they musicians or are they also artists? They both have bands, okay. um, incredible bands. Um, ben is in a band called Census, and Ricky has a um, band called Unsafe Unsound. So, okay. yeah, it's crazy. So, but it's cool because we all still collab. Like, I actually yeah. just flew out to Philly to do a show with Ricky. It was our first time playing on stage oh with each other. We played Driver's License. And I was like, this is so cool. But the power of the internet is crazy and. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. New friends. Seriously, seriously. New friends, new experiences, and like it kind of helps you rebuild yourself or recreate yourself. Mm -hmm. um, now, as far as shows go, are there any plans for any shows yeah. for Cali, oh. especially in Cali? <laughs> I, was, I was telling my, my mom's over here. Um, I was telling my mom, I was like, um, someone asked me about shows, and I was like, world tour, pyro backup dancers okay. right. guitars thrown everywhere and then i was like well i should probably put out the ep first um but 
definitely definitely shows so stay okay. tuned um right now it's mostly just la like um peppermint club hotel cafe stuff like that but There'll be some bigger stages good, coming good. soon. Well, I'd love to see you, if you haven't already, I'd love to see you at school night because I feel like that's oh one of the gosh, best places yeah. to kind of showcase. So school night, if you're watching this, you need to get Callie on your Monday nights because this is going to be amazing. Thank you. I would love that. I actually just went to um, a showcase there, and it was so cool. Yeah, I loved I love it. it there. Yeah. Like, there's never bad music there. Yeah, it's sick. Like, I definitely found some, like, new favorite Artists. Yeah. So I was like, all right, school night, let's go. Well, let's make it happen. Let's figure out a way. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, you guys need to check out her new single, Girl Who Cried Love. It's out now. And uh, thanks for hanging out with me. And you guys, thanks for watching here on Front Row Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.